0: Hello the internet and welcome to season 213, episode 5 of Daily yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, this is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America Share Consciousness. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's Friday, December 3rd, 2021, National Bartender Day. I don't even need to talk to you guys about that. That's mm-hmm. we know it, we love it. I I don't know what 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 do we do on National Bartender Day? Just like tip extra well?
1: Yeah, probably. You know, okay. it says tip. The, it says show your bartender some appreciation. Tip them extra. Well, be the designated driver for your group. Accept the taxi when it's offered. <laughs> Make their job a little bit easier. I like that they put in there. Accept the taxi when it's offered. Yo,
0: wait. So we're putting bartenders in charge of preventing drunk driving deaths.
1: Sadly, because then they can come back to you for over somebody. You know, oh, I've, I've worked in that year before yeah like it's wild people they take that shit like it's almost worse than calling a white person racist it's on a drunk person they need a taxi it's like what the <laughs> yeah. fuck you say oh, man. Taxi,
2: bro. And you're like, i've okay. had
0: i've had friends whose reaction to me telling them they can't drive drunk was similar to that dude who got elbowed by lebron james and just like kept, oh just
1: came oh like yeah, I'm okay, kept
0: I'm okay, oh, 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 yeah had to coming be held back you. by like six people <laughs> like then would pretend he like had we had talked sense into him and then like do a head fake and then run for the car so the yeah. best
1: move though you do to avoid that is you just take their key because they're so drunk they don't know you just hide them shits and then I you know, and know then know you fuck with them be like yo you must have misplaced them shit <laughs> oh right. fuck man i can't find my keys You're like, bro, just chill. We'll find it in the morning. And then you Mm. put that shit in their jacket pocket when they wake up. And they're like, Mm.
0: oh, it was here the whole day. They're all 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 over. Save a life. All right. Well, hey, my name is Mm. Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. I got brine on it. it. All these sides and no turkey. I got brine on it. Mm. Lemon thyme, and rosemary. (laughs) I got brine on it. Salty pink, but still tasty. I got brine on it. I just saved our Thanksgiving. Ooh. That is courtesy of Warren the Werebear. really just giving, giving me the perfect mm. song accompaniment to the yeah. video. You know, it, it's about it's feature-length yeah. video of my preparation of the Thanksgiving turkey that I'm making for our family. Dramatic, a lot of recreations of people saying I couldn't do it. Really, hero, the word hero wasn't thrown around enough when I was making the turkey, but it will be in in this uh, film that I'm making. Uh, Anyways, thank you, Warren. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles
1: Gray! Supreme Court's a fucking dumpster
2: fire.
1: (laughs) Inflation nipping at your toes. Yuletide Karen's threading hate, man, it's dark. plus white folks dressed up like Eskimos. (laughs) Everybody knows that shit is racist as fuck. Okay, (laughs) shout out to (laughs) Lockerone on the Discord, hitting us with that Nat King Cole Christmas song tweak of an AKA. Uh, I just want to say I like. I know you you wrote a very long a.k.a. I just like at the very end, though, this joke that you put. And so I'm offering this simple phrase to kids from one to ninety two. Although it's been said many times, many ways. If you're ninety three, fuck you. <laughs> 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 love it. Yo. Love it. Chef's fucking yeah. kiss.
0: room that's beautiful yeah. what well, well done well executed vocals I gotta say five oh, stars man. out of five stars Thank you. all around what what a joke at the end there. Well we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat miles by a very talented comedian and writer who you know from her podcast. What's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Please welcome the hilarious and talented Ellie McElvey! Hey!
3: thank you it is so uh, thrilling to be here i i've wanted to do it for years
1: i know and your and your work always kept you away and we found the time to get you on truth full full transparency ellie and i we go way back
3: okay seven years back Mm -hmm. from
1: when we worked on youtube nation back in the day and YouTube Nation. and then you went to college with her majesty yeah Wow. wow
3: Besties with her Majesty yes. get jealous. Oh my
1: goodness! People don't know. <laughs> wow. And then, uh, yeah, yeah and, and look at you now. I, I'm, it's it's great to have you on. It's great to have you on. Yeah,
3: it's really fun. Like, so I just y- you said you might know her from her podcast. <laughs> Absolutely not. It just launched, but um, oh,
0: be hum- it's, so oh, humble. It's oh, thank Kendrick. you.
3: I'm trying to tap into that swifty market. I'm a swifty. It's called oh, "What's yeah. Your Favorite Taylor Swift Song." But I just this is the first time in my life that I've like gone out on my own and. I'm 100% working freelance. I'm doing some weird jobs, and it's so fun. Yeah. I love it. Podcasting is fun.
1: It is, especially when you get to talk about shit that you like.
0: We're getting good reviews from people who are doing
1: that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And, like, what more do I want to talk about than Taylor Swift? Almost nothing else. Just kidding.
1: Uh, I mean, Harry Styles, maybe, knowing you? Yeah,
3: actually, I have a I have a wide range of, I was gonna
2: say like, <laughs> no passions and tastes. Harry <laughs> might be the
3: other one. I, I did, <laughs> I did save the <laughs> ats on social media for, so the, on social media for my podcast, it's W I F T S S or variations on that. Right. And I did save the ats for W-Y-F-H-S-S in case I ever oh, want to oh. expand.
0: There okay. you go.
1: Wouldn't you want to get hairy with it? Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean,
0: I'm seeing people already having what's your favorite Taylor Swift song as their number one on Spotify wrapped. Yeah.
3: Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think it was your mom, but
3: that's I'm still pretty I'm sure, pretty sure it was my mom. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: okay.
2: the we,
3: uh, uh, I, got, I got two DMs from, from fans of the show who said that it made their top five.
1: Hey. I don't know if these you are like
3: hardcore podcast listeners, though. So. I th-
1: but I think at the end of the day, like, you know, you're talking about something you are... You're like a, a like you know fucking Taylor. Like oh, yeah. when I don't mm-hmm. know shit. I got to ask you. I'm like what's the album? What's this new stuff going on? And then you help yeah. me understand. You you
3: occasionally yes. come through for the for expert advice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here and there, here and there. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Wait, and do you reveal what yours is or is it
0: just no. uh, is that that's the ultimate oh, secret that's that the no big, one will ever that's know? That's the big Series mystery finale. of the
3: podcast. I'll never confirm.
2: Wow. Damn.
3: You could probably guess based on things that I say. Well, That's, I mean, if I'm being honest, like, gun right to on. my head, you ask me what my favorite Taylor Swift song is, I'm going to choke. You know, like, wow. right, I, right. I. so many of them matter so much to me for different moods, places, times in my life. You
1: What's your favorite right. Taylor Swift song to turn up to? Gun to your head right now. You got to turn up to <laughs> Taylor it All too well,
3: 10. All too 10. Okay. Go.
1: <laughs> See? I knew it. It's got to get specific. I get that feels better. Like, if you're going to turn up, if you're going to. Maybe would yeah. cook some dinner if you're going to have people over. Ambiance right. Is so, there even an amb- a- ambient Taylor song? Like not that? really. That's yes, the one
3: like, thing that she doesn't do is you really can't just have music. her on in the background. Right. Like yeah. maybe if you're like shopping at Ross Dress for Less or something like that. Yeah. yeah but yeah. like she's not a background song. Like if I'm listening to Taylor Swift, I am listening to Taylor Swift. That's right, like what right. I'm doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Right. Just rubbing your chin with like a notepad. You're like, <laughs> no, it's like it's like me, hands on my cheeks being like, uh and so for those who's my my eyes were just like bugged out with my hands on my cheeks. <laughs> oh, I saw
1: that when you you went to the Harry uh show at the forum, right? Yeah. Who was you said I saw a pic, you somebody who had a Google L A S D gang sign at the Harry Style show, yeah. but like all be glittered and shit. Do you know who that was?
3: Yeah, uh, she found me. I posted it on my Instagram and she commented Shoot, what's her name? I mean, she was, like, so humble about it.
1: Right. I just love but, that, like... But, like, she said
3: she was carrying it in, and some girl commented, like, I can't believe that didn't get taken away, and she was like, I hid it from the cops at the forum.
1: Right. There you go. And it's, like, done in such an, like, aesthetic of, like, oh, bright-colored so- construction paper that it, if you didn't look at it, you'd be like, Well, hold on, what that shit say? Google LASD gangs. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Shout-out to Cerise. There it is.
3: <laughs> yeah, this girl, KT Barr... Or her name is, yeah, Katie Barr. Shout out okay. Katie Barr, out hottest Katie girl Barr. at the Harry Styles show.
1: Yeah, there you go. That's Castle. Yeah. Shout out Knock LA. Yeah,
3: All shout right. out Therese, shout out Knock LA. Um, really important investigative work. And like, I saw like teen girls coming up to her and being like, what is that? And so I think um, we got some <laughs> Harry fans super... uh, finding right.
1: out. <laughs> R- radicalizing some Styles fans. I'll okay, look.
3: but I will say that Harry Styles marched in the BLM protest last June and like, For years, there was a contingent of young black fans of Harry Styles who were trying to push him to say a word about BLM. And Mm -hmm. they were like on his case for years, way before the George Floyd stuff. And so I also want to shout out the section of Harry Styles fans who have been trying to get him on this train for a long time. Damn. All right. Yeah.
2: There you go. A lot of
1: fandoms. They work, in, they work in blessed ways sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it, that's It can be a blessing. Smart.
3: It can be a curse. But I often find it really interesting and cool and, and more often than not, positive.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's also very smart to go after like the most motivated fan bases on the internet mm. and be like, "Hey, you might want to Google this LASD games." If you
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. does that have to do with Harry? It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, in, in a, way. a way. In the way uh, that it has, it has to do... do with all of us.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like
1: hegemony <laughs> is sort of all encompassing. So yeah.
3: Go. Hey, <laughs> I love it.
0: All right, Ellie. we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about today. We're going to talk about the Omicron. Is that how we're pronouncing it? Strain of the, uh, what's it called? Coronavirus, I think they're calling it. So we're going to just talk about that, do a quick update there. We're going to talk about Mark Meadows. We're going to talk about uh, Dr. Oz, uh, all the greats, all the hits. We're going to talk about how you can now rent the fucking McAllister home. For mm-hmm. one night on Airbnb, and it actually looks like the McAllister home on the inside, which is pretty shocking. Yeah, we'll talk about some conservative children's books that we got heading our way, speaking of recruiting people. that that's the recruiting technique that the conservatives are going with. Mm. So we'll talk about those. all of that, plenty more. but first, Ellie, we do like to ask our guests what is something from your search history?
3: Okay, I've got a bummer one and I've got a fun one. Yeah. So pick your poison. Bummer. Bummer. First off, <laughs> yep. okay. How to become a midwife,
2: <laughs> and
3: yep. then like connected to that, like safe DIY abortion.
2: <laughs> right.
3: Yeah. So uh, I know we're not we're not tackling it on the pod. and You guys have already been talking about it. I mean, it's easy. I mean,
1: it's but it's it's very much in the front of the consciousness of the entire yeah, yeah, Com- say, not in the entire country. Given how yeah. Little- effort I'm seeing from leadership. Right. uh, To do anything about it. But yeah, it is it's it's it is one of those things, again, underlining that. Oh, shit. Once again, I think we've been shown that we're going to have to rely on each other for a significant amount of time if this is the, the status quo.
3: Right. I mean, already because of certain states that make it really, really difficult, Texas in particular, there is a lot of really cool innovation happening with like abortion pills by mail and stuff like that but like I've been talking to my friends I've had an abortion I have many friends who've had abortions we're we're, like when we're looking at the future of this overturn we're like I'm gonna uproot my life to help people with this because if I hadn't had an abortion my whole like I uh, went to the rally and I had a sign that said my abortion saved my life and my caption was like it's a real trolley problem for (laughs) you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like like, if I hadn't had my abortion I don't think I'd be here To be honest You know what I mean Like I, mm. I don't think I would have finished the pregnancy I don't think I would have Survived it mentally Do you know what I mean And right. there's so many stories There's so many You know People are putting their lives and their trauma on the line to talk about this stuff, and I'm just like, can't I learn how to do abortion safely? (laughs) Can't I? How can I help? I feel when when it's at the Supreme Court level, you feel so helpless. And Mm -hmm. I have an I have a brilliant uncle, shout out Uncle Joel, who works at the DOJ, and he has been talking to me about like his like these brilliant lawyers are are working really hard to try and fight these abortion bans and before it got to this point and but but he was straight up with me like it's not looking good in terms of where the Supreme Court is right now and I was just like oh
1: yeah you look at those majorities and you're like okay six three that doesn't look good at all and then meanwhile you have like all this like lip service being paid from like people like Susan Collins who are like I said I would make sure Brett Kavanaugh didn't get gut Roe v. Wade and now she's like mm-hmm. trying to be like we're going to try and figure something it's like make sure uh-huh.
3: how do you have a sex tape him on him or yeah. something like you have i don't think a fucking think time so. machine yeah i right. i'm like unless you i'm mad do, at everyone i'm mad at ruth bader Ginsburg for not stepping down yeah. under obama i'm mad at everyone mad at
1: obama for not yeah. doing for appointing somebody. Push, push uh, through Merrick.
3: That... What the fuck? Sorry.
1: Yeah. But anyway, no, but I think that's sort of the situation, right? Because we're we're looking at something where something that seems so common sense is being hijacked by religious extremism of one very specific form of a religion, to then be like, okay, now that's we're pushing that on everybody now.
3: Yeah.
0: I'm seeing people talk about the uh, filibuster. Is that something that they could use to then push through, like, pack the court? Is that basically the I mean, the thinking there? If they haven't done it now, right? You know. Well, but this seems like a pretty big one. It's, uh, it's <laughs> a, yeah, I don't know, you know this hope. seems like kind of a big one. It's,
3: it's quite literally life or death for a lot yeah. of yeah. Uh, people who can have, you know, pregnancies.
0: Yeah, and also wildly unpopular, what they're planning to do.
1: But when you so, have people like, you know, when the president's like, God, we got to figure this stuff out. It's like, why don't you fucking lead, asshole? Like, <laughs> why don't, if, like, yeah, why yeah, don't yeah. you like literally mark, kick down the Supreme Court and be like, I mean, not to say that that's all legally possible, but like show some energy here. And if that's true, if you if you really wanted to codify a row into law, then start saying those words out loud and how that needs to happen, because that's where right now I think there's a big messaging gap or just a lack of enthusiasm and I think a lot of people are left to sort of understand like what what's going to be the final
2: sort of
3: outcome. Well, of elected politicians hate um you know riding for abortion rights and I get it. Like on a numbers basis I get that that it is so divisive or whatever, but like
1: But, six, in, but 60% of people, you know what I mean, like 2 thirds. Yeah, but that chance. number
3: changes in different regions. I yeah, get sure. that. Whatever, but it's like just show up for abortion rights yeah. it it's such a fundamental anyway so that's the bummer one do you want to hear the fun one yeah yeah oh uh, my my literal at- last google search was when exactly did taylor swift write i knew you were trouble
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> like i was trying to find it and like all of the all of the journalism about it and there is journalism about it la times okay. was like taylor swift says i knew you were trouble was about harry styles and i'm like that's not true this is surface level reporting Let's mm. crack into it. Google gave me nothing. Mm. And then I asked the fans, I, like, I just went to Twitter and I was like, can anyone give me dates on when she might have actually sat down with Max Martin and Shellback and write I Knew You Were Trouble? And I get linked to this insane Google Doc that has all of the chronological timeline of, like, when she was writing what pictures of her going into and leaving studios with certain oh
2: producers.
3: Wow. Everything. It's psycho. And it goes all the way back wow. to when she was like 12 and she was first putting out demos. And according to that, she wrote it in like January of 2012. And she didn't meet Harry Styles until um, like March of 2012. So it's not Damn. about him. And that's important to me. Yeah. There you
1: go. Oh, of course. Yeah. that's That's an intersection of your fandoms right there that you had to. Yeah. get to the bottom of I get that so
0: who yeah. was she dating at that time do you know
3: well this is like directly after the Jake Hall relationship but I do Got think it. that song is about John Mayer because it has the element of of feeling like you've been through it and you processed it mm. she has a line that's like and I can see now the blame is on me and she like never says that
2: <laughs> ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but
3: that's on uh, my episode that was released this week as I Know Your Trouble with guest Pat Buteau, who is my ex-boyfriend yeah. Wow. Okay. Look at
1: that. Saucy stuff. Saucy stuff.
3: But anyway, also I that's get a the more of
0: a I I knew you were troubled vibe from John Mayer. I just right? feel like you see that guy yeah. and you're like mm-hmm. She was getting
3: warned about him. Her mom yeah. was saying, Don't do it and then she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, Jessica Simpson's, like shaking her head like no, no, no. no,
3: no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, behind her and giving her the
0: Please, run, front slash run.
3: Taylor. Run and never look back. You want a
1: career like mine?
3: Go Airbud, fucking... go. Get out of here, Airbud. <laughs> get out of here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they leave Airbud on that. Go island.
3: on, get. Go on, get. Um, I think he just like lets him off leash and tells him to run away. Oh, I... the
1: typical,
2: come on, you get out of here. Get out of
1: here. Right. Yeah.
3: I can't quit you, Airbud.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is uh, something you think is overrated?
3: Okay, I know you guys have mentioned you you talked about it on uh, this week, but Spotify Wrapped.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah.
3: I I was of two minds. It's either overrated or perfectly rated, depending on like what your timeline is like. I think it's fun, and I was thinking it was really fun. Except I have some questions about my numbers. I think some. Of the data is
2: off. In <laughs> what well, like, sense?
3: Lord was in my top five, and I love Lord, and I love Lord's back catalog, but I hated the new album. So I was like actively not streaming her this year. And she was like my number three, allegedly my number three most streamed artist. And that just doesn't feel right to me Mm.
1: are there playlists maybe was coming on passively like you weren't intending to play it but you're just rocking with some playlists and it was on there i don't know yeah i mean i
3: do listen to melodrama a lot so it's Mm. possible but i don't Mm. know and then i found out that there's this intern this girl who used to intern at spotify uh her name is jewel who tweeted And she was like me watching the Spotify rap knowing that I pitched this as an intern and I'm getting like $0 from it. And it's like, it's just classic. And she's really cool about it. She's like, I get it. I'm not trying to litigate this or anything like that. But But here's my pitch deck. And if you look at her pitch deck, it is, it looks exactly like how all the slides look for the new interactive Spotify rap. Because she pitched it when they did Spotify rap where it was just a link. Yeah, get Like a list or whatever.
2: Right. And, and this pitch deck style. is,
3: like, this incredible, like, just exactly the genius brain thing a 22-year-old would, who's super fluent with social media, would right. come up with. And, you know, Spotify has a statement that's, like, we get a lot of ideas from, you know. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's mm-hmm.
1: just like We hear a lot of ideas a lot of
2: the time. Yeah. So. And Jewel's
3: okay. She's, like, presenting at Art Basel this weekend or something like oh, that. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, she's cool. She's She's doing it. But it's still, like... The whole the ethics of internships and whatever. Yeah, for sure. And also Overrated. apologies.
1: To, apologies for everyone because I'm I'm spamming the fucking timeline with retweets. Well, I do yeah, think I do people. think it's
3: nice. I do really like that they have the podcast section because I really like using Spotify for podcasts more than Apple Podcasts. I always thought that was like annoying, and making podcasts big on Spotify is good. And this year, everyone tagging their favorite creators and stuff, it rules. I think that's yeah. nice. That's not overrated, but.
1: I wish I had, uh, I I just use the iHeartRadio app, so I don't really get those metrics, but I think it's coming down the road, I think, uh, eventually, right? Folks? Is that you
3: just like being an iHeartRadio good company boy, or?
1: <laughs> no, it's, it's just the, the, the best app, it, joke. and
0: iHeartRadio is number one for audio, so oh. it's pretty obvious. Oh, I love it's that. Like, yeah, I love iHeartRadio. Yeah. Wherever gets <laughs> your
1: podcast. Wherever get your podcast. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> no, no, actually, I'm just kidding. I dab- yeah, okay, I'm on the iHeartRadio app.
0: <laughs> oh, please just kidding. Yeah, please yeah. don't no, me. Oh, you thought yeah. No,
1: I was kidding because yeah, of course we all use iHeartRadio. Oh, that's
0: right I'm not seeing your podcast
1: come up on the iHeartRadio Radio app anymore, Ellie. It's
2: no.
3: <laughs> also iHeartRadio, if you want a Taylor Swift podcast. <laughs> just yeah. just kidding.
0: What is something you think is underrated?
3: Okay. Fancy nails. I got my first gel X okay, extensions. Jelly. Okay. And I'm different now. I'm a new yeah, person. Okay, yeah. And I always thought that like acrylics were more trouble than they were worth. I was like, you can't pick things up or whatever. This this seems hard, and then they're expensive and whatever. But the, there's mm-hmm. new technology in nails, so this is sort of like a step down from acrylics, but a step up from just your normal nail. And right. it was so easy. And it's been so fun. I mean, I was sending, sending off some clunky texts in the first hour mm-hmm. or two, but I'm right. adapting. And I you feel down, like, yeah. okay. like, look, who is she?
1: Oh, yeah. look you keep bringing him into yeah. a frame and I'm like, okay, stunter, like, <laughs> get stunter S. Thompson over here.
3: Yeah, I feel, I feel amazing. Like, I feel like I walk with better posture now.
1: Yeah, yeah. there is something, your, your nails do feel like very, like that shade of red, there's, it's, it's, it's making, it, you feel like an authority an authority on something.
3: Yeah, (laughs) thank you. And like, you know, like women, you know, people who who really like take care of themselves and do all that high maintenance stuff of nails, hair, hair dead, nails dead, etc. Like that Drake song. Mm. It's like, it's like, I get it. Like I I don't normally go super high femme with stuff, but, because I'm just lazy. (laughs) 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 But I got this done and I feel better and I feel like I'm more, more,
1: yeah, go yeah. go go! Nab you a, a a billionaire who's on their deathbed. Yeah, their money be Like I <laughs> That's did that shit so passively. There you
3: go. <laughs> Going out on a date with a male ballerina tomorrow.
1: Hey, wow!
0: Is that called yeah. a ballerino?
3: Ballerino. That's what he said. Okay. Wow. Yeah.
0: What? It somehow sounds way more Italian that way, right? Ballerino. Like, yeah. I, I think I he's from like
3: Jersey, he... but yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do tell. I'll Tony to the Ballerino. Update yeah all right well yeah your your extensions look great, <laughs> and I agree they that that seems to have been a huge breakthrough that I don't see mentioned like in the zeitgeist a lot, but yeah, the gel my wife talks about the gel x is like a constant uh point of like these these are great, uh these make your nails a little bit brittle, but they're fucking awesome, just yeah it's it's big, it's huge.
3: Yeah. Okay, I mean, away. we're not like hunting and scavenging for our food anymore. Like, I don't need my right. nails to be strong. You'll be, be fine. Strong. Right. right yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> and these days I open a beer with a with a car key. Oh, I, so, yeah.
3: <laughs> I did try to open a pop can and it didn't go well.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, that's where you might need that little, you know, adapter or something that bartender use. Yeah. Yeah. There
0: you go. Go go uh, find a bartender. And thank them. Our yeah. National bartender like, Can you step. open this please? Yeah.
2: Please.
3: <laughs> I'll get a taxi if you ask me to. <laughs>
1: All right. There you go, miss.
0: All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk Omicron. And we're back, and yeah, it just seems like the main thing people are talking about other than the impending loss of reproductive rights in America is the Omicron a variety, varietal of coronavirus, which, yeah, I just, like, I've heard people say various things that are panic-inducing, so I just wanted to, like, do a quick, quick run-through of what we know and what we... We don't know, mm-hmm. which is a favorite uh, catchphrase of ours from election know. season.
1: What is in that Mueller report? We just don't know. Just oh, don't yeah, know. that's what it was the Mueller yeah. report. What's in the Jesus. Mueller report?
0: And that was not great um, news, it turned out. So. It was sundowning Batman's diary. <laughs> you're like oh no
1: this is not good god
0: that's what i in the thing about like conservative books that we'll maybe get to later i was writing that i feel like that whole thing about like rbg is my queen and like all the like culture stuff from the trump like the sort of lib culture stuff from the trump administration like now feels like wild dated and the the muller thing probably the most dated being like muller is fucking batman dog muller is muller is like so hot
2: i would fuck (laughs) (laughs) yo lib lib
1: canonizations are just peak cringe though like it's like that is not it fool and you're further underlining why you don't okay anyway yeah I
3: just Back don't. Yeah, um, I don't think we should have crushes on any of our elected officials or whatever. Yeah, especially people <laughs>
0: who headed up the FBI. Yeah, maybe, maybe
1: not great. But he looks like my grandpa. <laughs> yeah,
0: when he started talking, that was one of the wildest so things. So I, you like, who me? What you're supposed Jesus. to be like? You got Mueller. And yeah, like talk like a fucking 1950s like film noir oh, private like gum- o- gumshoe.
1: Yeah. look what i got here see trump was in a whole lot of malarkey
0: he was a fucking he was an old prospector instead yeah anyway all right uh so we don't
1: know about omicron we don't
0: the one thing we know about omicron based on structure it seems more likely to be contagious because it's got and i'm going to quote from multiple articles i saw more viral grappling hooks Cool. So, yeah, metaphor <laughs> in multiple proteins. places, so let's go with it. But yeah, it seems to be spreading pretty rapidly in South Africa, which is why people are panicking. But there are some pretty big unknowns that I feel like should give us, I guess, not necessarily hope, but at least like patience, wait, like pump the brakes before you decide to panic. hmm. So. What one thing that we've talked about from the beginning of this, and it doesn't seem like it's come to bear thus far in this pandemic, but many viruses as they mutate get more contagious but less deadly, with the idea being that the more deadly or dangerous the like variant or the mutation, the more likely the viruses to, like, you know, kill the host quickly, knock them down so they can't leave their house, and spread it. Like, Ebola Mm -hmm. is the best example of this, super deadly to the point that it would kill people very quickly and they wouldn't be able to kind of pass it on. And it was also pretty evident, like, nobody was just, like, going to work with a... With Ebola. ...case of Ebola. Hot zone, baby. Yeah. Yeah, but... And then the sort of... Alternate side of this is the cold virus, which, you know, doesn't really kill many people or really knock you down so hard that you stay home from work or school. So you've just got a lot of carriers out and about and sneezing on people and things. And so that is why it's like just been with us and is the most omnipresent virus. So some people are thinking, slash, hoping that's what's happening here. And one kind of detail that I found that made me slightly hopeful is that they so one thing they're doing is testing the wastewater in South Africa, which is gross, but it's a good way of finding out like just how much of this virus is in the population. And it's fucking everywhere. Like it's really like they they were shocked by how widespread it is. But we're not seeing a lot of people reporting, like, being sick with it, which, you know, could be that it's just a lagging indicator, like, that they just haven't developed symptoms yet. Or it could be that it's a milder disease and that even though it's everywhere, only, like, not that many people are actually getting sick and going to the hospital. We also don't know if, like, previous vaccines, like, how well they're going to work on it. But, you know... I I think the big unavoidable factor that should give us hope or or would give us hope if we lived in a more, like, just global society is that we have vaccines, Mm -hmm. better vaccine technology to create vaccines that adapt to new variants, and we now have medication to treat people who have already caught the disease and, you know, are sick with the disease, like, and they're in pill form Mm -hmm. and not shots, which seems like that should make it much easier to distribute. So I think just the main the main takeaway for me as of right now is we need to get our governments and corporate overlords to let people have those tools because we have yeah. the tools to fight this no matter what. It's just a matter of like we don't have the people in power who are willing to use those tools.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's there's yeah, there's plenty to pump the brakes on the panic i think that's what even like the white house was just saying for the very similar thing it's like look we're watching it you know i think the the white house is just now recommending that they're trying to get rapid tests for people as quickly as possible and have insurance cover that because yeah i mean i think that's also been a, a just part of the strategy in this country that's been lagging like epically that getting a test or t- having an at home test is like you have to go on StockX to fucking buy one because they're so <laughs> rare at the moment. Yeah. Or you got to go to like a clinic and like take a huge chunk out of your day or time out of your day to do that. So, yeah, you know, I'm just I'm just waiting, waiting and hoping for the best, you know, waiting and hope. Hope that, just waiting and hoping. Don't want to don't want to jump to conclusions and, quite and yet. But, yeah, you know, I will say that? that, like,
3: it seems like we have the tools to handle this, but Omicron does sound like the big boss like at the end of a yeah, video game like it yeah. sounds scary <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> they gave it exactly. too cool a name like
3: who like, decides on these names it feels like they should there should be a little bit more market research into how scary that sounds
0: right or it's maybe, maybe people
3: ch- do need to be scared or maybe they don't i don't know
0: it's well, the, the greek alphabet it. but yeah they went from oh the greek alphabet they a, <laughs> yeah they skipped a letter though so it was like beta which we were like this ain't shit we can take right. this motherfucker down yeah I'll steal your uh, girl. Delta. Yeah. <laughs> but then they they skipped to Omicron because they were like, ooh, that sounds like a the villain from a Transformers movie. We're not gonna do Let's Epsilon,
3: I guess.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Well they 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 skipped new because they didn't want people to get confused by being like the new variant. Right. And then then the next one would have been Xi, which they would have been like conf- conflating that with like she and China. So they're like, okay, let's go to Omicron because this is, right. the other two are just going to confuse the fuck out of people and give people too much weird shit to, yeah. like, rhetorically. To, At
3: worst, to, this know, sounds like weaponize. a villain in, like, the Transformers movie or something. Right. So, it's definitely
1: a Pokemon, like, you know, yeah. evolved Pokemon, for sure. Yeah, Omicron.
3: yeah. Got a bunch of, like, boulders on his shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Mm-hmm.
1: Just spike proteins, you know what I mean? Grappling hooks. If
3: Grappling you know, hooks, Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, we did want to just uh
0: shoot down real quick any hope anybody had that Mark Meadows was gonna like be any sort of help in anything. Cause we talked about how his book's coming out that reveals that Trump tested positive for COVID before like meeting with a bunch of gold star families. Like basically, just he endangered a bunch of people's lives. The media was like, "Whoa, that's a that's a a big bomb drop." And then he <laughs> just walked his ass out onto Newsmax to uh. You know, clear up exactly what he meant by yeah. this pretty straightforward. It seems like a book should give you enough time to make it pretty clear what happened. But what are we hearing from Mark now?
1: I mean, look, yeah, Trump got angry. And <laughs> when when you see someone just jump to Newsmax, oh boy, it means that maybe somebody's got some explaining to do. And in this case, it was indeed Mark Meadows who just said, oh, that book that said uh, he was sick. OK, let me clear that up.
0: Meadows, the author of The Chief's Chief, joins us now to talk more about that. You've been a a popular guy in the
1: last uh, week or so. Mark, it's good to see you. Um, I want to start off with the COVID story. The
0: media is going nuts with the story. Uh, I believe the president says it's fake news. What, What is the story here?
1: Well, the, the president's right. It's fake news. Uh, if you if, if you actually read the, the book, your story, uh, the what? context of it, uh, that story outlined a false positive, uh, literally he had had a test, had uh, two other tests after that that showed that uh, he didn't have covid during the debate. Uh, and yet, uh, you know, the way that uh... Uh, let me just stop you
3: there, Mark, uh, Good boy. Yeah, it was a false positive. Yeah, like
1: shut mm, up. No. We also again had- many people confirmed his accounting of it, and like the way he was saying, like, "Hey, they're ignoring there." There were also that he had had a negative test, but the the media wasn't ignoring that at all. They they've laid everything out there.
3: It, it's noted, right? And also,
0: <laughs> he eventually did test positive immediately after the debate, and a lot of people at the time were like, "Wait, when did he first find out that he had a positive test?" So, like, there were already signs that y'all were lying at the time and that you knew what you were doing was not what you should have been doing.
1: Right. 100%.
0: And in his book, doesn't he say, like, he or no, I think it was people, like, found pictures of him addressing people. And he, like, has this of Trump addressing people. And Mark Meadows, like, has his head in his hands. He's like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Fuck.
1: We're so yeah. fucked. He's that, that But I mean, the president's right. My book is false. So don't yeah. buy it. Whoops. Uh, you're right. Yeah. It is. It, it is fake news.
3: You can't trust these jokers as far as you can throw them. That's you know, true.
1: wait, I but mean, you're the author of the book. Right. Right. Don't don't trust me. Don't trust <laughs> me. I'm an untrustworthy source. So please. <laughs> I'm I said.
3: I'm a stupid fucking idiot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. And, and here's the thing. The president is right. I'm an ignorant little asshole so mm-hmm. uh oh, yeah
3: i'm a dumb dumb cock yeah
1: i'm <laughs> a dumb fucking cock i would have been a, great I'm, if he i'm a soy boy i'm the furthest thing from base.
3: you know it <laughs>
2: would have been great
1: if he was clearly reading
0: from like a list of things that the president told him to say about himself right because i, I mean, have a
1: he was <laughs> doing it... that but i just wish it was a little clear <laughs> i have a glass jaw probably i bet i couldn't i probably couldn't take a punch in a fight i would probably go down real easy
3: uh, they don't have a term for me because micropenis does not cut it. It is actually <laughs> inside my body.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, he, again, like you're saying, Jack, like if this is what this guy is doing after he went for his cash grab, I mean, book to try and make a little bit of money that he would just about face, go out there and be like, yeah, that's a, that's all a lie. <laughs> so
2: he, right.
1: What is that? It truly like, what does that mean when he has to go to the January 6th principal's office up on Capitol Hill to go give testimony to that committee. I don't know. I'm not sure what he's gonna say. Like I guess in the most terribly optimistic sense, it's that he's trying to like walk of the line up until the last moment where he's like, I just gotta get to that point. Then I'll be the hero at the at the January sixth thing. I'll get my name back and then I can be off this. But this does not this this does not look like that's even close to what's happening here.
0: I'd love to see him give himself a Trump nickname, like that Trump, like Narc Meadows or something. Oh, yeah. Uh, wow. That was. That what was, are
2: these
3: like Trump guys? Like when they say they want like public, they want to be back in the public good graces or they that they're making moves to do so. Like, but like, do like, do they do they really care about that? I don't know. It's so strange to me. All of these like moves to be considered oh no actually i thought trump was bad but like all your buddies don't right all right. the
1: rehab i mean it all depends on how you know you, you see it in, in many different ways like people get that if you're not big enough like a lot of former staffers are like shit i can't get a job fucking anywhere in dc right okay now. Yeah. okay uh, i was
3: i was wondering i have so little context for like sort of the dc how things work you would think that they would be pretty numbed to the idea of the way people cr- crisscross those lines. But I guess Trump sort of changed everything. Yeah. I mean, and I think
1: but most yeah. but the higher profile people aren't having trouble at all. That's for sure. Right. They can keep grifting on the proximity to Trump, you know, for a while, it seems.
0: I mean, speaking of moves, you'd understand his rehab strategy if you saw his Dancing with the Stars audition tape. Oh, no. Mark Meadows has, <gasps> that was as him? Miles puts it, honey in his hips. Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> but that's going to uh, it's, it's when it comes
1: out. Yeah. Doing the Lombada, Mark <laughs> Meadows. Like, oh
3: shit. Wait, wait, shit. is this a bit or is this real? Oh, it's a
0: bit. Uh, it's a I bit. was just saying. Oh, Spicer. Was about, <laughs> that, <Spicer. laughs> that's the direction Spicer went. So yeah,
2: I,
3: I, Okay, well that's that's why I was I was like I was like, wait, I heard about that, but that wasn't him. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> I'm a dumb cuck.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man, I really hope Trump starts writing his his appearances for him.
1: I just love the idea that he'd, he'd have it to... It is fake
0: he'd, news. He'd, he'd yeah. have to self-own
1: like that on script. Yeah. Here's script and I go read it, you little fucking puppet cuck. And go so your it. book is
0: saying that he was reckless after testing positive. Who you're nope. talking about? Uh, Narc Meadows? That guy's a fucking loser. What? Sir Mr. Meadows? I'm Mr. sorry. Mr. Meadows, what was that?
1: Yeah, don't third person. That guy's a fucking loser, man. I bet his wife cheats on him all the time with guys with bigger biceps than him. (laughs) Guys with Christmas hams for biceps is probably what she's into. Not me. They call me Noodle Arms Mark. (laughs) Anyway, what's your next question? The book comes out uh, in two weeks. Uh, Bookstores everywhere, December (laughs) fourteenth. Just sweating bullets. Just. But yeah, you've many people like, and that's, but that's what happens. You go and you want to step to Trump, like, and, and be in proximity. You you basically give the keys up to your dignity at that point. So yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's it's. But it's a it's a pattern. If far, if you're way too many people are willing to engage it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: All right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about the home alone house. And we're back. And we've covered this a couple times when Airbnb, they're just nailing it in terms of, uh, you know, hitting the sweet spot for getting onto the daily zeitgeist. Yeah. <laughs> so, they know. yeah, they know how to get Miles's attention, I think. Oh, 100%. I What's mean, the latest?
1: The, so, yeah, I first started Fresh Prince of Bel Air House. I was like, okay. I, even though I, Don't know much about the interior. I love that show. And the idea to sleep in that appealed to me. Then there was the outcast dungeon house where you could go and see where like a lot of early outcast things are recorded. And you're like, oh, this. okay, that's fucking cool, too. And now we're now they're doing it with, as we have mentioned already, the McAllister home from Home Alone. And yes, it's the fucking house from the first movie. And like they even have that little fucking brass like messenger guy like statue that was at the front of the of the the steps Steps, that gets knocked 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 over over. yeah Yeah. that shit is there and so you know like with all these it's really not about like a money-making thing it's typically just to like create buzz because i'm just like a new home alone movie coming out because it's only like 25 dollars for a night and it's like four people can stay there and no way yeah the proceeds go to a local children's hospital in chicago
3: they but should charge like, more then.
1: I know. Yeah, I was gonna seriously. say, like,
0: what the fuck, twenty
1: five bucks a night. You're only doing this for that's, like a week.
3: That's, that's less than like a super eight.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. And then being like, okay, and here's our uh, here's our gift to the children's hospital, a whopping four hundred dollars. You're like, okay, thank you. Hey, okay,
3: that's um, like half an X-ray, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. They're like, okay,
1: like we can't even get a kid of one IV bag with this. But <laughs> the big deal here for me is that the
0: interior actually looks like the Home Alone inter- the interior. Yes. I guess they shot it. They did the exterior and the interior match, which is almost never the case like in any uh, famous like movie or TV home.
1: Right. Yeah, like, yeah which it, is wild. I mean, exactly. So most of the time, and within our document, our other writer, J.M. McNabb, was just like, you know, I just got to point out that this house didn't act they didn't actually film everything inside this house they built a fucking like a two story set inside of a high school gym because they couldn't fit all the crew and stuff to shoot in the house however as i'm looking at these pictures and jack was looking at pictures like no that's the fucking staircase from the movie like the kitchen yeah. is the staircase and upon further both. review they did both exactly so This place gives you a good balance like that. When I saw that staircase, I was like, yo, I could see a fucking paint can coming straight from my stupid head right now. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like loving it. But like for me, I don't know why this has kicked off such like rabid nostalgia fever in me because like I want to like I would love to spend the whole Christmas holiday there to like be like it's Christmas. I'm in the fucking McAllister home. Fuck with me. okay? I'm smoking blunts in the fucking attic. okay, where Spike used to fucking hang out. They, they do like let a
0: tarantula loose in the house before you go to sleep. That's, they do. Yeah. They demand so, that you have to do that so that it's, it's been like three or something. They said, don't trip. <laughs> it should be fine.
1: But yeah, it, it's, it's a really, I don't know. It's just like one of those things where I feel like y- you could do this with a lot of things. Like imagine if they, like you had regional replicas of this house. I would be like, yeah, I, I, I'd go there. I would like to stay there during the holidays just for yeah. a quick, quick thing. But Do I'm you know so exactly brain. where
3: this McAllister house is?
1: I don't know exactly where it is, but I'm guessing it's nearby somewhere to central Chicago. I
3: think I I don't want to brag, but I think it's really close to where I grew up, where my childhood home is, oh, yeah? which is Glen Ellyn, Illinois. Yeah, like all the John Hughes movies were shot, like, in the outside of Chicago suburbia. And so, like, the McAllister house and that kind of nostalgia, like, also is like how I grew up. Like it is like
1: it's in Winneka.
3: Yeah, Winneca. That's where my cousin Okay. So yeah. I mean it's it's good stuff. It's like true Americana, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, it really is. It really is. So I don't know why I like my like heart rate. My heart like what heart (laughs) rate. Well you're like an LA
3: boy, you know? Yeah,
1: exactly. And I think and you know this about me. I love the cold. I like anything not LA like in the winter. So
3: Yeah yeah and like i tell you or or my other like la friends about my high school experience like the captain of the football team was dating the head cheerleader like right. there was like there was there were like you know people making out under bleacher you know it's like so classic like john hughes movie yeah. um home alone shit like that you know it's like yeah. i come from the middle of the country and i really do yeah. you know <laughs>
0: I would love to check out Cameron's house from Ferris Buellers, because that was that was like a very oh. iconic house with like that yeah. wild yeah. like garage like a Frank Lloyd Wright. Like, yeah. Frank Lloyd
1: Wright house or
3: some shit. Yeah, I think it's an Oak Park or maybe river forest. One of the Oak Park or River Forest, I think. Yeah. But yeah, that's cool stuff. I mean, there's a lot of like wildly cool architecture yeah. in the Island Chicago
1: Park area. Damn, you're nailing it. I the had- Ben Rose house. Oh, wow! I had no
0: idea that any movie ever used the interiors and like the same interior and exterior because like I knew the Cosby show exterior that was supposed to be a brownstone in Brooklyn was actually by my apartment in the West Village. Like when I lived in New York City, but like they, you know, just used the exterior and obviously right. everything else was a soundstage. And I just assumed movies like did the same thing. So it's kind yeah. of cool that. I don't know.
3: Yeah. Well, so for Home Alone, I watched the like how how like how movies get made on Netflix or whatever that series. Oh, is the movies or... that made us. The movies that made us. Yeah. I think uh, or whatever. Um, and they had an episode on Home Alone and they did specify that they had that recreation in the gym so they could do those practical effects. Right. Oh, like and all not, the dishes. Disrupt- not like right. fucking <laughs> ruin a beautiful home. <laughs> huh. Right. Yeah. So they they weren't but, just but, smashing but they did through both. walls. Right, right, like, right. For, for, like, the normal scenes in the beginning, it was a lot of uh, practical sets.
1: Like, I want to fight over slices of pizza and drink a Coca-Cola in that kitchen. You know what I mean? Right. Like, out of a liter, yeah, out of exactly. leader. Just yeah, exactly. Just get disgusting with it. But it's so weird. Like, I don't know if there's any other movie where, like, I'm looking at a home and be like, this is everything I did not have as a child. And
0: that's
2: where I yeah. want to be
1: right now. Yeah. Yeah. The I mean doing <laughs> the fake
0: party with the train set with the cutouts on it, the Michael Jordan cutout. Yeah. would be would be fun. I I kind of like your you know what you were getting at when you were like just a Big pink can just swinging down in my big stupid head. Like, yeah. if they, if this was actually like a, like secretly a masochistic, like <laughs> SM thing where people could go and just get Beat fucking the fuck abused by all, the, by all the different, like, wet bands. McCallister like, house
3: yeah. meets BDSM Ever. dungeon. Yeah. yeah. All right.
0: Hear me out.
1: All right. Yeah. Sharks,
0: hear me out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, because I mean, you watch that movie. Any one of Mark those, Mark
3: would go for it. He's a little freak.
1: <laughs> yeah, any yeah. one of those, any one of those, uh, like traps that they said, like the amount of TBIs, traumatic brain injuries that the sticky bandits or wet bandits would have gone through. You're yeah. like, it also gave me. I remember as a kid a completely upside down understanding of physics and what <laughs> like the human body can actually like what, what
3: you can survive. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Like, yeah, you should be able to take a fucking paint can being full steam at your face and you won't bleed yeah <laughs> until like i remember running into like a like a basketball like you know where the hoop the the post like where the hoop is sort of secured at a park like in concrete and i ran into them shits as a kid and, like busted my shit and i was like this
3: is not like home alone
1: <laughs> i remember having like a memory like fucking lied to us man
3: <laughs> yeah i remember i got um i was a goalie in soccer and i hit my head fully into the side of the goal post yeah. and i remember just being like Oh, God, this was not like the cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I had a bump, like, it was a cartoon. Oh, right. shit. It went, but it was Bruh. so bad.
0: Uh, yeah. Did it make that sound what... when it came out of your head? Did it go? Yeah, Bruh. it did.
3: And I was like, where's that coming from? <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> uh oh. <laughs> what? But, Zeitgang, I want to hear like you guys' pitches for fictional locations that you want Airbnb to hit next. Gattaca. Gattaca. Gattaca.
3: I would want to stay in the the Mars family, Veronica Mars world, their apartment in San oh, Diego. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know it's in San Diego, but I would want to stay in it. Right, yeah. right. Exactly as think. it is in the TV show. I feel like
0: Full House for some reason, even though that's definitely not like what that place.
3: I feel like that happened, but no. That, I mean, that's
1: again, that's all exteriors too. Like, yeah, it's that's just all, exteriors. There's but nothing somebody, that'll like, match that. That's yeah. why I think this really appeals to me because it's like, it's... It like it feels so authentic, rather than just an, like a location for exterior shots.
2: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
0: And I think they should, like, some of you should just make it their whole business model to like build these like experience yeah. things. Since like so so much of what like
1: like Levitt Town, we but money on. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah exact. Hughesville, that would be <laughs> Hughesville,
1: and in any John Hughes film, <laughs> they have faithful replications of those homes. Yeah,
3: Yeah, I mean, like, Harry Potter World is so huge, and I get it. Like, I love Harry Potter stuff, Mm -hmm. and um, I'll admit to that. And, like, when you go to Harry Potter World, I took my mom there. I surprised her and and got us, like, Fast Passes at Universal, and we went to Harry Potter World. And she's a huge Harry Potter fan. She'd never even, she's an adult, so she never Mm -hmm. thought about going. She walked in, she starts sobbing. She's freaking out. I have a video of her, and she's just going, oh, my God. A pretty bots, or bots she's like she's yeah. so cute and she's flipping out right. like crying so like cute. i'm in harry potter world i didn't
1: <laughs> think i would ever
2: make it to Diagon Alley. <laughs> <laughs>
1: literally yeah i mean i feel like that's how i'm gonna be on the star wars hotel
2: oh, uh, like yeah. when i
1: step on a ship and i'm like yep all right so i'm like i'm just gonna record the podcast from here
3: <laughs> well, have you been? Have on. you been to Disneyland? The, no, not the since new... the
1: not okay. since they opened up that that shit. No, because in the, I remember in the early days it was really hard to go. Then the pandemic hit, and then I'm just like, nah, well, one day, but yeah, okay. yeah I will, I will.
3: Okay.
0: All right, let's talk really briefly about these uh, conservative children's books that are coming. I, I feel like this is very reminiscent of. Like the day- how conservatives reacted to the daily show that like they you know once the daily show John Stewart edition was like done and in retrospect somewhat embarrassing, like in some ways, then they like created their replica of it, and it sucked with Gutfeld, but so we like i I feel like that's where we're at with like our children's books that are like about rbg or like the marlon bundo book from last week tonight which is actually pretty delightful and i have both of those on my kids bookshelf but i feel like we're past that point where we're like just creating these like trying to turn people who are like politically convenient heroes into like children's heroes i feel like that feels weird in retrospect right and yeah. Anyways, uh, conservatives now that it feels weird and bad and like outdated, conservatives are going to start doing it, which seems to be their general, you know, metabolic rate for culture.
1: Yeah, because if you know, their whole thing is like they're do- they're We're letting them indoctrinate our kids, man. With yeah. concepts of fairness equality (laughs) yeah you know mutual aid and
2: responsibility
1: (laughs) altruism (laughs) reciprocity what the fuck is next yeah like that's really because when you when you just boil it down that's all it is and yeah and i think because they look at too how much like demographically uh, younger and younger generations are just skewing more and more liberal progressive even like socialist that they're like fuck it man Put put a fucking children's book about how Amy Coney Barrett is like a cool person they should look up to, and maybe that'll stem the flow of progress.
0: So I mean they are first of all, they're trying to like it's not just about the Marlon Bundo or RBG books or whatever, like the books about becoming a anti-racist as a baby. They are like trying to get kids' books about Martin Luther King Jr. banned from school libraries. And so, uh, on the other side of that is like you said, Miles, they are dropping a series called Heroes of Liberty.
3: Oh, right. good.
0: And they, it, they're debuting with three books about Reagan, Thomas Sowell, and Amy Coney Barrett. Oh, you love it. The Amy Coney Barrett book, the cover looks like it's from a Goosebumps thing. It's oh, yeah. her reading to her kids. But like one of her kids seems to be like clinging to her arm in like fear and looking at a ghost like off out of the frame and just like yeah, the lighting that is creepy. the child has
3: like sunken eyes.
0: Yeah, the lighting is also creepy. It really they they just took a picture, a painting from like a, a horror novel and put it put it on the cover of this and we're like, yeah, sure. She let's, looks let's good go though.
3: She looks like an avenging angel. Yeah. Which is ironic. Yeah.
1: This, <laughs> the the covers too are just uh, no kid. They and it shows they don't even understand fucking kids. Right. Like no kid isn't be like Oh, what's this weird, like, John Voight-looking motherfucker book? Oh, it's Ronald Reagan? Cool. <laughs> Ronald, the fuck Le- Ronald Reagan looks like shit.
3: Oh, he Ronald looks... Reagan looks really bad. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, that was the one thing that he was good at, is looking good. And they made him look like shit in their illustration. And it looks like a tr- unfinished paint-by-numbers thing of Ronald Reagan that, like, not even aimed at kids. But they did give it funky fonts. Where like the Ronald and the Reagan yeah. are like kind of funky. They're not like the kerning is off. I guess like they, yeah. they're, the kerning. Like, yeah. They're <laughs> what, like a, all what a word I haven't place. thought about it
3: in so long. <laughs> but he looks like you took his. You you like made a skin suit of Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. Right. You popped it off. You sort of like
1: got the wrinkles out. Tried to whip got out the wrinkles
3: <laughs> out. Whipped it out. Sort of stretched it. Maybe ran it through the wash. Let it air dry. And then put it back on Ronald Reagan's skeleton.
0: Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very strange. I tend to agree. This does not look like they have thought this
1: through all that well. And the logic you... is also scary, of like the need for it too. Like oh, that yeah. They articulate.
0: Yeah, but yeah, this. So they interviewed on Fox Business, uh, Bethany Mandel, who is behind this series of books, and I just her quote is I I don't think I've ever heard someone like a more ineloquent or poorly thought out critique of like an industry someone's trying to like enter. (laughs) She says children's literature is one of those things that people realized this is garbage and indoctrination. And there's never been an alternative that's not garbage itself or indoctrination itself.
2: What's your favorite book?
1: What's your favorite book, Miss Mandel? Oh, where the wild things are! Right, like what the oh, fuck are you talking about? What? There are so many
0: like works of art that are children's books, like that. F- I who hates ch- all children's books,
1: like a fucking demonic racist who's hell bent on upending societal norms by any means necessary, with no uh, awareness around how. Hamfisted it is. So,
0: all right. The first thing, the premise we start from. Everybody knows we hate children's imaginations, right? Like, mm. fuck that. Am I right? Like, that's right. <laughs> like, where she's yeah,
3: from. yeah. All right. So, I with just me, I good. just reread Charlotte's Web, and it was amazing. Like, yeah. as a nearly thirty year old woman, I was like, I love Charlotte's Web. It's maybe one of my favorite books.
0: <laughs> yeah, children's books are fucking great. They're yeah. they're nailing it. Like, and when you look at like what they were in the forties and fifties, they are so shitty. You, you really appreciate like the, the work that Dr. Seuss did because they're, you know, what, one of the books that's still around just because of like sheer inertia, because I think it was like the only children's book for hundreds of years was it's like Pet the cat. And it's just <laughs> a cat and it says, look at the cat, pet the cat. The cat likes when you pet him. Like, that's what children's books were for a long right. time. It sucked. And this person... Than like,
1: yeah. This is Daryl, and he just bought a lower receiver for an AR on the dark <laughs> web. <But laughs> when he gets it, he'll be able to make his own assault rifle because the feds don't know when to fucking take their nose out of shit. It's like, whoa,
2: what yeah. the
1: fuck? Such, it's not subtle either. And, like, the people that they want to continue with, right... Fucking Margaret Thatcher?
0: Yeah. Rush
1: Limbaugh? Rush Limbaugh because
3: Wait, is that really listed? Yes.
0: Yes. yes. Publisher claims that Limbaugh's story uh can offer a valuable lesson for kids because oh, really? kids are afraid of being offensive.
1: Get the fuck have kids, you ever kids are not met, afraid of being have offensive. Have you ever met
0: a kid uh, have you ever met a human being under the age of 12? Like My- they
3: yeah only my talk sh-
0: about poop and pooping and yes. farting and penises and vaginas and that's yeah.
3: It. I had a five year old grab my tits the other day and I didn't yeah. take him to court <laughs> over it.
1: <laughs> it's he like just, he's an he edgy went, comic. Ah! <laughs> it's what it's true though. Like,
3: I, my, my yeah,
1: struggle yeah, yeah. since childhood into adulthood is to become less offensive over time, right. right? That's been the thing. Like, I started off as like a Shock jock child saying the <laughs> wildest things to just get reactions out of adults, and then you're kind sort of like, okay, right? This is not a this is not a sustainable form of humor or humor at all. And then you're like, okay, let's let's let that go. But yeah, the idea that like where is that fake? Where is that even fake interview where like a six year old's like, and I, I'm afraid of being.
3: I don't offensive. want to say fart uh, at school. My, everyone in the preschool canceled me. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So Dana Loesch, one of of our other favorites from the uh, conservative movement, used to, like, probably her most iconic moment was those, like, NRA videos where she was like, they're coming for us. Let's fucking kill people. So she just dropped a children's book because she just gives off that, like, person you would never leave in charge of your children if... (laughs) <laughs> someone literally had a gun to your head yeah uh, she just dropped the a, a
1: starving wolf in dana yeah. she'd be like i'm gonna chance it with the wolf
0: yeah the wolf like probably has a you know maternal instinct somewhere yeah. in there so she just dropped a book called paws off my cannon uh and it's about a gorilla named bongo oh boy who uses a cannon to keep <laughs> hyenas from stealing his cupcakes even though his town wants to ban cannons
3: Oh, my God.
0: So it's teaching kids that if someone tries to steal your dessert, you should be allowed to murder them, I guess, is the point.
1: Yeah, like, I don't know how there's anything aside from using arms to protect your property that yeah. anything a, a child gets out of that.
0: The she She dropped a promotional video on Twitter to promote her book. And the video was aimed at small children and featured a moment where a bunch of CGI machine guns take the shape of black wings behind her. Turn her into, a, like, a angel of death. Yeah. You know, because kids love that <laughs> sort of shit.
1: Yeah, hey, do you want this fucker telling you're reading your kid's bedtime story? Because <laughs> the fucking machine gun wings? Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, I... That's like the funny thing, too, is like even with these books, right, they 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 try so hard if, or, you know, to, to like sort of normalize or mainstream them. But it's like they're also so greedy, like they just insist on selling it in a way that isn't like how most like publishers of kids books would be where they're like, right. oh, yeah, let me let me get it to Amazon or let me get it to this place. Rather, it's just going to end up being, yeah, you can buy it from our one website and it's you can only buy it from me. And it's also a pyramid scam. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are so it's part of Brave, like that's the publisher's name. Uh, you can be a brave mom, which means convincing other families to sign up for the subscription, but don't worry. If, but because for each new subscriber you recruit, you earn valuable Brave bucks, <laughs> and yeah, so it's just a pyramid scheme for shitty kids books
1: brave books dude if you're a brave and again so regressive and gender normative it's got to be the brave moms that's who we got to go after yeah, yeah yeah and then it recruit other unwitting you know people from your your pta group or whatever to buy a crap book about fucking ayn rand or some shit
2: yeah
0: you can also get a dan crenshaw penned book about the dangers of cancel culture set in an underwater city surrounded by seaweed in which offending citizens are expelled via the raft of shame or a book by Jack Posobiak oh, called The Island True. of Free Ice Cream about the dangers of socialism. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the Island of Free Ice Cream.
0: Like This shit is so dumb it sounds like bad comedy writing on our part. Like, we're making right. this up and are the worst comedy writers ever. Like, um, this sucks.
3: I, I will say that any kind of public figure releasing a children's book who, like, their job isn't being a children's book author just reeks right. to me of, like, I lost a lot of money. and right. I, And I need a new income stream. Case in point, Jimmy Fallon has a lot of children's books. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, are you gambling? <laughs> What's, right. what's going on buddy like he has like right. the dumbest children's books like there's one called this is baby i just remember having to pitch ideas to promote jimmy Found's this is baby book and wanting to like walk into the ocean right oh um, yeah
0: yeah that, that that is a good i point. Have one of Jimmy Fallon's baby books, and it was given to us as a gift. Okay, and sorry. Mm, okay, the premise is mm-hmm. that the dad animals are trying to get their baby animals to say "dada" instead of "mama."
3: Okay, so that and is a conservative talking point. Father's right. Yeah,
0: they're they're <laughs> furious. Yeah, they're furious, and then Holy at the end, shit. the kids finally say "dada," and they're. And but it's too late because he's left
1: him. He's walked out on him. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, They had their chance. Yeah, now fatherhood wasn't followers. what I
3: thought it would be.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't ready for I'm this. Gonna, I'm going to just go tussle this fascist's toupee on my show. <laughs> well, Ellie, it has been such a pleasure
0: having you. Oh,
3: thank you. On the
0: Daily Zeitgeist. Where can people find you and follow you?
3: I am at Ellie M-C-E-E-L-L-I-E-M-C-E on all socials. That includes TikTok. And my podcast is what's your favorite Taylor Swift song. And that's W Y F underscore T S S on Instagram um, and variations on that on all the other socials too.
1: <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. There you go.
3: It was so fun to be here. Oh, yeah, great,
1: great, having,
0: great
3: having, you. having
1: you. Glad it worked out. Finally. Finally. Is there a tweet or some
0: other work, uh, social media you've been enjoying?
3: Oh, uh, so I thought it was just tweets, but there was a TikTok that I was obsessed with this week. It's, I mean, I'm devastatingly on brand all the time, but it's this this <laughs> girl, she's this Taylor Swift stan, and part of All Too Well 10-minute version, have you guys listened?
1: No. Yes. Some of it.
3: Okay. I've heard some of it. Not yeah, the yeah. full 10 minutes.
1: Yeah. No, no.
3: Yeah, that's fair. Not that's the full fine. 10 minutes, yeah. It's great, and there's this sort of back half bridge that... She says, I was never good at telling jokes, but the punchline goes, I'll get older, but your lovers stay my age. And it's a really mm. powerful part of the song. It's really great. And it's true. He's like currently dating a 25 year old and has been for mm. a couple of years. So she was like 23 when they met or something. He's like 40. Mm. Anyway, Jake Gyllenhaal, I mean. But there's this girl who did a TikTok where she, it goes, I was never good at telling jokes, but the punchline goes. And then just like, like in a, janky voiceover with the audio she goes i'll get hotter but you'll always be five eight (laughs) 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 yes this is like that's one of my favorite things about stan culture is just all of the media that goes out that just takes something that's maybe a little too self-serious or or deep or something like that and they just go nuts with it it's so good right that's
0: awesome Yeah miles where can people find you what is a tweet you've been enjoying
1: twitter instagram at miles of gray also the other show Four Twenty day fiance with sophia alexandra come through for that one if you like 90 day some tweets that i like first one is from uh, naomi at paragon at blackdress tweeted me running into people post-quarantine how's your baby and your husband then <laughs> We're divorced and my baby is seven. Me, okay, bye. <laughs> 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 and then uh, Jabuki at Jabuki tweeted, I need this booster in me swiftly. No Taylor.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's great. I'm going to choose to take that as not shade on Taylor. And I don't think it is. No,
1: no, no.
0: I don't
3: know, you know. where Jabuki stands on yeah. Taylor Swift. I bet he doesn't care. I don't know. No,
1: nah, he doesn't. He seems like he has bigger fish to fry mentally.
3: Yeah. About.
0: <laughs> I mean, are there bigger fish, Miles? That's the question that than
1: we Taylor. should all be oh, asking right. ourselves. Yeah, now you have Swifties coming for me. Like, you're saying there's bigger fish than Taylor Swift? <laughs> She's bigger than God, homie.
3: <laughs> She's pretty big.
1: Let's see.
0: Uh, tweet, I've been enjoying Jesse at Mama Jesse C. Tweeted, by the age of 40, you should have 60,000 variations of the same password. Which I do, indeed. Uh, Uh, Yeah. yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist, we're at the Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy? enjoy just, uh, you might enjoy Enjoy-y. this
1: one. It's called Look What We Do by Benny Sings and Jones. And it's just a great, like, you know, kind of poppy funk track. I'm trying to think of who I'd compare it to. Like, it's kind of like if you like Steve Lacey or someone like, like the Caliucha stuff, like instrumentally backing track wise it's like that the vocalist i wouldn't i'm not gonna say that this is like Cali at all but it's you know if you fuck with that you're probably gonna like this track so look what we do by benny sings all right
0: well go check that out the daily zeitgeist is a, is a production of iheart radio for more podcasts from iheart radio visit the iheart radio app apple podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows that's gonna do it for us this morning but we're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending
2: and we'll talk to you all then bye bye